0: What are you saying? Coming to Manderly as your secretary? No. As Mr. <laughs> Manderly. Uh. You little fool. You little fool. Wipe your nose. I'm gonna wipe my ass. You just me. What did I say about <laughs> <did I> <laughs> bringing the tone down?
1: Welcome to the Books and Bumrolls podcast. I'm Paulette. Madame Juliet. Uh, do you feel tempted to speak with the accent? <laughs> the distinguished English accent. yeah I don't think we can pull it off. Either. I couldn't if I wanted to. What are you doing? We are doing the 1940. It's 1940.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Hitchcock. Oh, oh, wait a second. I can't start. <laughs> what? Stop biting your nose. My dear child. <laughs> My dear child. You little fool. Here, come <laughs> here. Blow your nose. Blow. Blow it. You're little fool. I, I feel so
1: put down right
0: now. And eat that whatever you're eating. Eat, eat <laughs> pudding. Her, he that stuff he told her, I think.
1: Oh, Lord. So, what did you think? I you... loved it. Really? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, i say it from the start. Wasn't my favorite. Oh, okay. From all the three, wasn't my favorite. I mean, do I even need to say who and what is my favorite? The 2021. No, ew, how dare you. <laughs> this is something best forgotten, I think. Never talked, uh, never talked about it again. Garbage. Yeah, unexistent. Nuh-uh. Garbage. <laughs> really. I'm, I'm like, it's garbage. Oh, well, let's not start with that garbage yeah. yeah. Really. Okay, so now we're <laughs> yeah. doing the 1940.
0: Uh, it's Hitchcock. It's a Hitchcock film. Uh, but I put my foot in my mouth because last time, last <laughs> episode, I said it wasn't so much a great adaptation because for you, it's your first viewing, but for yeah, me, yeah, it's like it th- third fourth. or fourth. Yeah, fourth. So, uh, yeah, I said... It is not so much a good adaptation of Daphne du Maurier, but more a Hitchcock movie. And then yeah. I heard him talk to, um, because he did some famous uh, interviews with uh, François Truffaut, yeah. and uh, I heard him, the first thing he said when uh, François Truffaut brought up Rebecca and Hitchcock started, it's not a Hitchcock film.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> I was
0: like, oh, excuse me. I'm <laughs> sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Well, Why? Sure. So then uh, Truffaut goes, uh, says, uh, so it's uh, feminine literature, isn't it? Oh, my Lord. I could not, I did not believe that. You know,
1: wow.
0: really, we've come a long way. Because when you imagine yeah. that wasn't, the film is in the 40s, but the interviews must have been in the 60s. And it was, he said it so naturally, oh, because it's feminine literature, isn't it? And then he kind of tried to bring it back. And yeah. he says, no, I'm not saying this because it's, it was written by a woman.
1: Oh, why but then?
0: <laughs> And then Hitchcock cut him and says, "Um, but it appeals to women. Wow. But he didn't say it as a compliment at all. It appeals to women. And he says, and it's humorless. So he considered it a feminine book and even a feminine film. It appeals to women and it is humorless. So for him, that's Hitchcock talking about his film. First of all, I didn't think it was humorless at all. At all. And I don't know why they call it a women's book. It's hateful. And especially well, um, when you say
1: it's in the tone of, uh, oh, it's a silly little thing. No, no, no. I
0: don't think to that. Uh, I don't think it's in that um, in the sense of silly. Uh, I think it's in the sense of uh, you
1: know romance. But it isn't. And I, what kind of annoys me is that Daphne Du Maurier herself. Insists again and again that it has nothing to do with romance. Mm. That the relationship between them is as far from the romantic as you can put it. No. It's a thing of jealousy and obsession.
0: And for and for sure, I think it was great material for Hitchcock. Yeah, and the way he worked. So I don't know if it's uh, you know maybe <laughs> too presumptuous of me, but I'm gonna say yeah. Hitchcock says himself it's not a Hitchcock film. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it is, and we'll just agree to disagree, Hitch. <laughs> Is rolling in his grave right now. For me, it's so obviously a Hitchcock film because there is all his themes yeah. in here. Maybe the material didn't, he didn't like it at first because he did say like he was um, lured to Hollywood with this film because it is his first American film. Oh. Yeah, he's had a career in England, and uh, Selznick tried to uh, bring him to uh, make a movie in Hollywood. And it wasn't Rebecca. He brought him and told him that he was going to make the Titanic. Oh my lord, really? Yeah, and then he switched it to Rebecca. And Hitchcock, of course, knew the book. And he said that he tried before to purchase the book, but it was too expensive for him to purchase it. But of course a Hollywood studio could uh, get it. A Selznick was just out of doing Gone with the Wind, and it was such a great success, and it was so faithful to the book. So he told Hitchcock that, that he, the script must be the book. I don't care what... Like, it must be... It's this a winning is recipe. A recipe for success mm-hmm. because it worked with *Gun with the Wind. And also the fact that it had already a large public. So we thought, you know, let's just do it for the film. We don't need to make it... It's uh, <laughs> But although it was, like, what I saw, you know, the themes of um, dominance. You always find this in his films. It's always this game and this is what's called love in his eyes <laughs> when it comes to love affairs uh, it's like that it's this um is this power play it starts like that the second mrs de winter and maxim and then it, it switches to mrs danvers and the second mrs de winter and you mm-hmm. kind of when she comes to menderly maxim is not that important anymore yeah until the confession to the murder and here there's also a switch of power because yeah. he was powerful all powerful and then when he confesses, he goes down. He goes down, although
1: in this version he doesn't confess to murder. Well, in this movie, they changed the death of Rebecca from murder to an accident.
0: Yeah, and it was strange when I heard uh, him uh, talk about it to uh, Truffaut. He said um, he said it as if he didn't know that it was murder in the book or something, because he said, no, really? he didn't kill her, it was an accident. Uh, Truffaut says th- th- something like, but um, he does feel guilty about it. Like, even though he didn't kill her and it was an accident, he feels guilty yeah. about it. Hitchcock says no. No, he doesn't. Uh, I found strange. it very strange. Maybe he forgot about the book or forgot about the story. I don't know. You, you the didn't way he didn't read says. it? <laughs> because I guess at the
1: time, you couldn't have a hero who's a murderer yeah, yeah, at the yeah. same time. What I didn't understand... I, actually, I didn't think about that, is That you couldn't have it at all. A hero who's a murderer. You
0: could have him, a murderer, but being obviously the yeah. bad guy. Like, uh, harm would come to
1: him. He wouldn't get his happy ending as Maxim does. Okay. Because I thought they did it to make him more palatable. And then I thought, through the whole movie, they mm-hmm. didn't do one thing to make it. They made him even more horrifying and brutal that, than any Max I've ever no. seen. he was Max this to the letter. Is, absolutely not. Max was much more mellow. Are we I'm going to try this again? So this one is, first of all, from the descriptions of the
0: book, this one is more affectionate with her. Just physically he is. Like, he hugs her, he kisses her. Uh, the Max from the book, t- I don't know, he just pats her on the head, I think. But it's a great adaptation
1: because Max well, in the Winter is mean. He He's many things, he's not mean. This one was brutal. He's, he's condescending, he's kind of ignoring her. He doesn't give her the right her all right the, value. All the things it's that just... I've said from, from day one. No, but not in this kind of... I'm going to beat you after him. <laughs> way that Laura Solivier pulls here with a tiny bit of creepiness. I have no idea. It's such a potent mix.
0: It's just because you're seeing it. Because from the book, this is him exactly. This is what he was doing, ordering her around, telling her that he wishes she would never grow but with up. There's no ill
1: intention behind it. But why are no you interpreting the
0: intentions?
1: Because this one had like written in his face, I want to break you somehow. The first time... Okay, the first meeting, come on. The first meeting. How, what, that was so hilarious? Yeah. She said,
0: uh, what did she say? I was uh, I was walking. And he said, the walk <laughs> so walk along. So walk along then. What are you doing here?
1: Yeah. But how is that Maxim the Winter? Yeah, but... Uh, Aristocratic, well-bred Maxim screaming on a stranger on a cliff. Walk along.
0: Yeah, because she, he was about to commit suicide, I guess.
1: That's strange.
0: she interrupted him. That is rude (laughs) to interrupt someone. Exactly. You don't. I I think he was... For me, he was completely conformed to the book. I... uh, Yeah, I never liked the character. And actually, it is a completely coherent character because at the end he's a murderer plain and simple so I don't know why you like about him because at the end I told you like you like a murderer. that's all there is to it
1: oh my lord in our next book is there someone good for the love of fuck the a lady yeah there is maybe I'm gonna hate that one
0: so <laughs> <laughs> change things for a while no it's a- well <clears throat> I found him a
1: great representation of Maxim yeah yeah your kink is Laurence Olivier mm, no and his eyeliner is it the eyeliner that does it for you he didn't have so much here. Yeah, in some scenes, like just the lower lashes. I don't know why they did that. no idea. Uh, Frank had a very oh. obvious line. Oh, Frank had some eyes on him. <laughs>
0: um, so th- we have uh, the beginning at Monte
1: Carlo mm. and I like the encounters there. Uh, what really made it was Mrs. Van, Van Hopper. Oh, she was amazing. She was perfect, conformed to the book, to the tea, and her hair and her face. <laughs> Kind of represented something. Yeah, in the end,
0: the only thing that I didn't like about the last adaptation, the 1997, is the fact that she was younger, she was flirting with him, and you would think even she was thinking of herself as a viable candidate for Maxim like as lover or husband or I don't know what. But here, you know, she's a snobbish old lady. Mm -hmm. And... Him, just outwardly rude
1: to her. Completely, but in such a superior, comfortable way. I don't know, I wouldn't say you kind of envy, but he played the unconscious superiority of a certain class so very well. And a privilege so ingrained uh, inherited he feels in the way he walks and he talks, and nobody ever stands in his way, and he doesn't expect anything to be in his way.
0: Uh, but I like their uh, encounters,
1: you know, like the uh, it was a few, always a bit distant. And I think these moments are what solidified the that she is the opposite, the purity of her somehow. That's why I said
0: I don't think he has strong feelings for her because I think no. she is just not his type. And I think
1: Rebecca was, whatever he says, you know, the fact and the I fact that I don't that's... think so. I'm oh, sorry, I interrupted you. I really think Rebecca is the type of woman that's everybody's type. Rebecca was Mrs. Danvers' type, for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She was Mrs. Danvers' type. She's amazing, this Mrs. Danvers. Yeah, yeah. He told me and... I saw it. Yeah, she's my favorite, Mrs. Danvers. She is mine too, because those crazy eyes, I don't think you can fake them. Yeah, (laughs) in fact that the craziness is not
0: obvious right away. Like, when you understand that Maxim doesn't know about it. (laughs) Because her face goes right from craziness to formality in a second. So, of course, he wouldn't know. And maybe the other servants don't know. (laughs) So, uh, uh, I heard Hitchcock uh, saying that uh, the way he filmed her, he would try always to avoid her coming or going from a room. She would always be there. Oh, that was the case. Yeah. She disappears. She just appears. And that would make yeah. her less human. But well, he did a good job. Yeah, he did a good job with many things. Also, the sets. Gorgeous. I don't know if you uh, noticed, you always have the door handles very high. So when was Mrs. De Winter would open a door, she wouldn't open like that, you oh. know, almost head... Yeah. She would open it almost at her head or above her head level. That like that. So, so she would look yeah. like a little child opening big doors. That's so interesting. Yeah, th- things like that. So they built the whole thing. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, they didn't do it in a real... Like today, they would do it in a real country house. Yeah. No, they built it. Are you joking? Yeah, no, it's true. I can't believe it. No, not the castle
1: that we see when you come to Yeah, yeah, yeah but That's I mean, the miniature
0: decor. inside. Yeah, yeah, they built it. Wow. Yeah. And it was so
1: beautiful. Imposing. It was exactly as I imagined it. Because in the second episode we did, the 1997, one thing I disliked was the interiors. They didn't seem grand enough. A bit shabby. But in this one, it was appropriately grand and sort of um, kind of engulfing. You understand why so she would be overwhelmed. Absolutely. Anyone Everything was so be. big, too big. Yeah, so we have that,
0: uh, that incident of the breakage. And I love the way she did it when she hides it and it's yeah. really like a child. And she kind of yeah. pushed the
1: paper. Not very wh- w- not very well. Yeah, it was panicky. As very an adult, chronicky.
0: if I were an awkward adult, and I would break something and hide it.
1: At least I would hide it well. Yeah, as an adult. I would think so,
0: yeah. <laughs> what would you do? Where would you hide it? Oh, throw it somewhere. Maybe, no, the chimney, they would find it. I would bury it in a plant. Potted plant. And no then only. the gardener would... P- oh my god! <laughs> Oh, they and they would know you went to all that trouble yeah. and dirtied your hand. Oh, I know it. You would come from the garden with theirs under your nails. And Maxim would go. What's her name? I oh, he does not have a name. Yeah. He would do you little fool. What do you have under your nails? And he would take her hands like that. Go wash them. Go watch. Them. Examine her uh, her oh. nails. What do you have under your nails? You, you little fool. And blow your nose. It's leaking. <laughs> and Mrs. Da- at that moment, Mrs. Dervis would come. Just appears. She pe- would come. <laughs> yeah. Bring in the cupid. And she said that the garden found it. Who did that? Mrs. Denver? I mean you. With dirt yes. under Why your nails. Why me? Yes.
1: Why is it always me?
0: And he wouldn't say anything. And they would bring oh. Robert. And start scolding can Robert. We, can we
1: start again? When? Because the damn soil idea was your idea. <laughs> the burying idea. I would have just thrown it into the sea. And Mrs. Denver would scold you. I'm not liking where this is going. Can we stop? Okay. Why That's would working. you behave like that in the first place? Again, your idea. There's a recording of it. How are you <laughs> trying to turn it around?
0: <laughs> uh, you know what I liked with um, Joan Fontaine that plays uh, the second Mrs. De Winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does the lurking very
1: well. Oh, She's God, a good lurker. Yeah. She's a very good lurker. She stoops a bit. Yeah. So she always runs like that. She runs, to the <laughs> Wants to, runs to corners. Runs to corners. Hides
0: behind pillars. Apparently, Hitchcock really roughed her up during the... So he has a reputation of really being rough with his uh, leading ladies, uh, oh, actresses. Yeah. I did hear horrible stories that he wasn't such a good man. Oh, no, no. He was horrible. Yeah. He was horrible towards women. I mean, towards uh, actresses especially. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he would make it as if the movie needed it. So in this case, since Mrs. De Winter needs to be this fragile timid thing what that is always persecuted he would persecute her and he would make her understand like from the get-go that she wasn't his, his first choice oh my god. and lord. it wasn't true because apparently uh, and we said that in Pride and Prejudice also that Lawrence Olivier tried to push his wife uh, yeah. Vivian Lee to yeah. be um, Lizzie so here he also tried to make her oh be, my
1: uh, lord yeah
0: the mouse he misses the winter and uh, Selznick agrees to make her like uh, do a test so you can uh, find the screen test of Vivian Lee right. Really? Yeah, playing uh, Mousy Mrs. The Winter on the YouTubes. You can find it. It's a small thing. It's a scene after the breakage of the the, the China Cupid. Oh. And when she tells him, like, uh, we're not happy. And the Selznick tell- says that her screen test was... Terrible? Awful.
1: Awful. Really? Was it? I saw
0: it. It wasn't awful. And she was not made up. So oh. she would look uh, not as Mousy. striking beauty as we know her to be. But not as good as Joan Fontaine. Joan Fontaine was perfect, I think.
1: I think it would have been just uh, like the case of the Pride and Prejudice, too early. She was still Scarlett O'Hara at that time. And that's
0: why they didn't, because she was too famous and too loved at the time. I think so, it would have been terrible. And there is another thing. She just married Laurence Olivier. So on the screen, they would have great chemistry. And since he couldn't have her, and he had to play opposite uh, Joan Fontaine, he wasn't happy with that. So they had problems on set. Oh, and problem. there was never any uh, any chemistry between them. So in the kissing scenes, and it was always awkward. And I think it played very yeah, well because it Maxim de Winter hates his wife. <laughs> he hates his second wife. You know? And she's his next victim anyway. No, <laughs> no, I don't you can feel I... it. You can
1: feel it. Okay, with this one you can feel the danger sometimes. <laughs> you can feel it. <laughs> he I did look very menacing.
0: And uh, Hitchcock added that scene when he uh, they were watching the movie of their honeymoon. And I love that. That's such an exquisite detail because yeah. you need it. Because yeah, the, the bastard is so mean to her all the time. So you need to see that
1: he was nice once. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep silence No, now. you don't think so. I don't. No, I liked it because no. But I really think this maxim is especially cruel and brutal. And just plain, no, mean it's confronted with bad the, the book because remember
0: really in the book so. he was horrible in Manderley, but it was said although we never really witnessed it. That he and was that nice he was during the honeymoon. Yeah, during honeymoon. Okay. So we see it him his laughing and making grimaces. You wouldn't imagine you him doing that. trying to and work
1: mentally. me before we finish the series? Please, please, it's on my only purpose
0: in right? life. <laughs> because it's, this is our last episode and I want you to agree with me that a, a man that murders his wife, his first wife, will
1: murder the second. She brutalized the horse. She deserved death.
0: <laughs> yeah, so about that, there's oh. something on YouTube that you can go and find. There's a lecture uh, of uh, University of California, I think. Yeah. Anyway, interesting one. Uh, so there's a, a woman that writes um, books about Hitchcock and think that p- she's leaning towards fe- feminist theory in a uh, Hitchcock movie. Why well, don't roll your eyes yet? Just hear me out. Because it's really interesting because as okay. much as you hate Rebecca, yeah. so apparently for feminists... She's a feminist icon, Oh, fuck that
1: shit, I heard that.
0: You heard that? Yeah, 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 I hate it. So I heard her say that uh, because she is a a feminist icon, because as if, you know, the way she stood up to Maxine de Winter, she's standing up to patriarchy. And the fact that she would um, have a child. uh, Oh, really? Coming from, uh, I don't know where. According to, let's say, the, the standards... What a woman or wife should be. Mm. She's absolutely not that, and she doesn't care. She doesn't care what people think of her. Like she is what she is, and she imposes herself again with the rolling of the eyes.
1: Yeah, because I wouldn't no, say I'm that. No, I'm just uh,
0: because okay. I was uh, because you brought up the horse, so I thought about that. Because uh, during the thing, yeah, and the woman says because at the end when you think of it, what did she do that was so wrong? She cheated on uh, Maxim. So it is kind of, you know, emasculating for the man. No, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Just don't cheat. It's just just wrong. Thank you. But I was expecting someone because there was a public and she had someone talking with her, but it wasn't really a debate. It was question and answer. I wish like someone would say, okay, she didn't do anything wrong. What about the horse? Yeah, because we really us we really focused on that. It was the
1: thing that changed my mind for me. Yeah, that
0: and the behavior to the
1: to Ben. Yeah, 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 completely menacing an innocent, or to go to the asylum. Yeah, yeah. and he was terrified, and he was scared after her death. And for me,
0: it has nothing to do with patriarchy or whatever the fuck.
1: Bullshit's just bullshit that I ever heard' I'm yeah. angry How is she an icon first of all because first of all she's a very incomplete character and she's ridiculous if she was really a strong woman that imposed her view she, don't get married go yeah. do something go ahead be a strong woman they were a doctor at your time and physicists and scientists fuck off yeah but you don't have to be a physicist I'm, I mean. not, I'm not saying you have to I mean you just don't marry a man for his money. And then, exactly. oh, I'm so strong. I'm gonna cheat on you all the yeah, way. Liberation. So Fuck off, real far. No, but yeah, how don't could tell you me stuff hot like hot that. It up? up to <sighs> the man.
0: And for me, it's plain and simple. She just didn't keep her word. Exactly. Getting married, meaning you yeah. gave your word to do something, and you didn't come. You didn't. You didn't keep your word. As simple Thank as you. that. I mean, yeah. I didn't see. I didn't see the complication because she went on for half an hour, but. Uh, how is she a feminine icon? How is she the real center of the book? And I think she is, but in an ominous way. Yeah. And I think the book is the opposite of feminist. Exactly. It's... uh, Because when you think about it... Who do we have at the center of the book? I think Rebecca, who's a very wrong. First of all, because she's ominous, she's a presence. She's not really a woman. She's not yeah. really a character. And I
1: think it's emphasized in many ways. It is she's just a
0: presence. More because if she were a character, she would have been wrong. It's just, she's too bad. Yeah. She's no, just, she's
1: too flat. Uh, she's uh, a villain. The bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, and that's it. Classic villain. Mm.
0: But and there is the second Mrs. De Winter. And what does she do, the second Mrs. De Winter, when? He confesses murder. All she hears is he loves. He loves me. No, nothing. He, he, he doesn't Rebecca. love Rebecca. He doesn't love Rebecca. Oh, that's the essential thing. That's yeah. what your focus goes. So, the, uh, is this feminist? I mean. I'm sorry, what is the I'm feminism a, here?
1: Nowhere whatsoever. It's kind of, it's all twisted. No, it's a very twisted of, uh, idea of liberation uh, they have now, Biff, that I really don't understand, it's still so absurd to me, that lying and cheating, right now it's, co- it's considered liberating? How in God's green earth? I think You're kind of getting yourself down. I think
0: compared, because it is true, when you see the, the superior behavior of Maxine De Winter towards his second wife, You feel that here's a man that was
1: dominated, that now is trying to dominate someone. I don't think so. I really think it has nothing to do with the and more to do with class. Rebecca was of his class. She was educated and bred to run a house like that. She knew her business. So there was nothing to dominate in her. Even if she wasn't Rebecca, any other woman bred to that would have been very comfortable running a house. She would have been trained to it. And she would have known... It's a job. She would have known how to do it. Yeah. But really, in this, I think it's just a question of classes. And it's a ridiculous thing to, aven- oh, let's avenge ourselves from men and do what they have done unto us or some crap like
0: that. No, that is stupid. And no, what I mean by domination doesn't mean, like, between the sexes. We You have it between Max and his first wife, Rebecca. Mm. And then we have it between Max and his second wife. He treats her as if she wasn't of age. You know, run along, mm. Run along now. Go get your coat. Absolutely. Stuff like that. I of agree course, with that. As terribly Annie condescending. Condescending. And at the end, she does the same thing to him. Yeah. When he is revealed to be a murderer and now she has something on him. Yeah. Because in the end, that's what I like. It is a power play. It is a power play. Yeah, but I don't believe it. That he had to kill her to get out. I don't believe it. And in this film he say that I think I struck her and she fell and hit her head. Now, I heard many a murder
1: (laughs) say that. No, no, it wasn't like that. I think he said he struck her and then she walked uh, off. She walked away or something. and She she fell. Yeah, she got up, I think. But she was dizzy or something? I think, because she was laughing. So she got up after he struck her? I think so. It wasn't right after he struck her. And then she fell. Oh, maybe she was... uh... Yeah, because if it was he struck her, she fell, it would have been sort of like murder, I think, in the... 1940s code. Mm. Oh, right, Yeah, right. so they had to sort maybe, to would have been kind of a bit. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, I don't believe him for a second. Would well, Do you believe, it? imagine it in your head.
1: Yeah, he has long slashes, slashes, So yeah. Fell,
0: got up, fell again, and as yeah. it happens, fell on
1: something. Since on something when sharp. do
0: you die when you fall, first of all? Oh,
1: it does happen. It's it does very happen, stupid. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh my God, did I say that? You did say that. You said people who died in a <laughs> fall are I'm stupid. Just, I'm just saying, you're gonna, it's gonna happen to you. And you're gonna be buck naked. Why? Because you're out of the shower. Oh. That's all. And no one's gonna find you until the police and the... <gasps> everybody's... <laughs> Why would they barge in? because it's, a, it's sort of a scene i and we start can't to smell. Get in. yeah sort of no you're just in a very embarrassing position like <gasps> i can't even think about it but why wouldn't yeah. someone a, belo- a loved one come first and cover you why would th- would it be right away the police <laughs> Because all the doors are closed. And we've lost our keys. Everybody has.
0: (laughs) So he doesn't know what to
1: know, what to do, and calls the police. Yeah, exactly. And And they they go go. on running. They go on before him. Yeah. And then they refuse to cover you or move you to take scene, pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, make a movie first? Yes, of course. I mean, for the crime scene, it's essential. Make a documentary out of my ass? Yeah. And then you'll appear in documentaries with a barely blurred picture. (laughs)
0: This yeah. is so dreadful. I know. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to go back to uh, Maxim, I don't believe him for a second. Yeah, because this is what they all say. <laughs> like, oh, well, no. She fell. I didn't yeah. she fell. She fell, she died. To her... First of all, if it really happened that way, why didn't he call for help? He's Maxim the Winter. Nobody would doubt him. We saw how they behaved towards him in the inquiry.
1: Yeah, it was very panic, a sort of uh I think panicky situation maybe where he went and threw her body away. Yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because he killed her, as simple as that. Maybe it was a bit of an awkward, rushed up scenario because they had to change the murder somehow. Oh I don't know. And think to it's make wrong. it really
0: No, I don't I think it stands up. He comes off as a liar, that's all <laughs> Oh. That's how it came off to me. Yeah, he seems yeah. to be lying. Especially Lawrence Louis. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was wonderful when he was telling her all about the murder, and she had her stupid face on, and she was going. Yeah, she he was doesn't doing love this. Rebecca. Uh,
1: he doesn't love uh, Rebecca. the weird noises. What's up with that? Yeah, she does. Is it like Forties thing? What? Ooh, ah, oh. <laughs> what is this? Oh, oh, that know. too. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because, yeah, they're like me, ladylike. I don't think it's ladylike as much as bird like <laughs> Stupid like. Yeah, bird pain. When I, mean, I heard the uh, interview
0: with uh, Hitchcock. Yeah, he talked about something, and I'm really ashamed that I didn't, I didn't notice it, and I don't know if he did. I don't think so. I never something noticed that anything. Really, and he said there is something absurd about this book. <laughs> and apparently, he didn't like it. Like he was promised the Titanic, he came, he found Rebecca, well, and he said, "Okay, I'll do it." Okay,
1: I'm gonna interrupt you a bit. Who? can be uh, regretful about missing the Titanic for Rebecca this is ridiculous I mean yeah, but if he time, didn't want a romance Titanic is but not the Titanic uh, yeah, no the event. Like, it would have
0: been any script he ma- would have made maybe although I don't see how it would uh, be in huge picture
1: I mean it's a natural catastrophe what are you going to do well, not natural man made <laughs> yeah but uh, Rebecca is uh, a
0: script for him uh, it seems to me yeah this is strange so, so he uh, he talked about a flaw in the book and it is so huge Oh, really? When I could not believe that I didn't see it. So how could Maxim hide his crime? Because they found a body. Yeah. What a coincidence that just two miles away, they would find a body of a woman... Who's at the same stage of, uh, of decomposition because, you know, like she didn't stay months in the water. Rebecca oh. had just drowned and they found the body of another woman. Yeah. As it happens, another woman drowned also okay. in the neighborhood almost because they found her like two miles away.
1: Yeah. Because
0: they thought it was Rebecca. An unclaimed woman. No family, no no one. And it happened at the same time, and she would have been in the water around the same time. Like, she couldn't have been months
1: and months in the water, because it would have shown. Oh, she was two months, I think, in the water. Rebecca? Yeah, the body, the woman. Because they did say they identified her two months after... The day Rebecca disappeared.
0: So the woman would have been also around two months in the water. It could have been a fresh drowning. Oh, yeah. She couldn't have drowned yesterday. So as it happens, a woman drowned around the same time. And she's around, let's say, the same height, the same hair, the same thing. identifiable shit as Rebecca. And in the neighborhood. Like, I mean, it's the waters. I don't know how it (laughs) works. Like, where would she come from? But what a coincidence.
1: And Maxim needed exactly that. It is weird. You talked about the way they treated Maxim. Mm. Or really don't think they would have insisted on him really looking at the body. Oh yes, yeah, I think it could have, was... could have been anything. Could dude for all I know. They just take the, his word for it. Yeah. I don't think it had to be like a great resemblance or anything like that. I don't think after two
0: months. No, two months in the water is no resemblance. There's no thing. Just the hair and the height and
1: thing. But yeah. um it is very convenient. It is convenient, that's Yeah.
0: It. Uh,
1: yeah, I but was But that's, really... that, that's not the plot that's interesting about the book. No, it's not, yeah. but it's. It's a glaring. Uh... It's a flop. Yeah.
0: Uh, there is another thing that was in the book. It's not in the film, because here he didn't kill her, but in the book he shot her.
1: Oh, <laughs> where's the, 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 wound? The, the wound? Where's the bullet? <laughs> They did say something about it that it didn't... Uh, it was a flesh wound. Not and in that the head. The, uh, no, in the head, but that the bullet sort of went out. Yeah, but, but it's in not... the head it's going to yeah, go into the, your skull. Yeah, uh, the skull. I don't know how they explain What flesh it. in your head? You know this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Forehead in your head?
1: Yeah. I had a fleshy forehead. Fleshy forehead? I mean, it would go through your skull. This is disgusting. I saw a someone. Forehead.
0: I told you I saw someone with a fleshy forehead. Mm-hmm. I should have told... Tell- yeah, it was uh, on your mom's house. They showed uh, a picture of twins. I don't know if they were twins or just oh, sisters. Oh yeah,
1: you told me about it. Fat sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. one
0: of them was so obese that she had a fat forehead. My Never saw that. It was a, a a forehead. Yeah. But it looks like an ass. Like it's prom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bumpy like that. People, wow. you're not seeing me, but I'm really making an ass gesture on my <laughs> forehead.
1: And and. Yeah, what's a mass nice gesture? <laughs> cellulite like that. Oh my God! Yeah, you know, I think you know what I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, so there was that in the book, a bit of a, a bit of a flaw. I was. Uh... I don't think I don't remember what I heard the explanation. I'm not sure if it was in the book or it was in the nineteen ninety seven movie. Mm. There was sort of attempted at explanation. That there was no no traces of the wound bullet. in this skull of the bullet in this skull usually which is not reasonable e- not reasonable. don't think there's a way, yeah, usually there is unless
0: I shoot you in the ass or something, and it comes out even in the ass, I think it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna leave uh, yeah, if it's a flesh wound as it happens, if it doesn't hit any bone, but if you shot her in the head, I don't see how. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, either way. What about the eye? Well, well
1: the eye and then cool. it goes out. There's an exit wound. For the... Yeah, I'm trying to imagine. I know, don't see it. I know it. nothing. No, it's not like it's a flawless book. But um, The thing is, you kind of realize early on what is interesting what it's about what it's about exactly thank you and the rest is sort of an accessory to the story
0: yeah because if you're looking for romance you'd be really frustrated if you're looking for um yeah for a crime story you'd be frustrated too yeah so there's a lot of things
1: yeah, it's jealousy. It's jealousy. And but from that if you point ever you... felt that, mm. I think it would be amazing. Uh, uh, I've never did. I've never felt overwhelmed, overwhelmed by that an overworldly <laughs> presence. Oh yeah, but uh, you kind of completely understand it. Oh, by the way, in this movie, I think it's the best ever depiction I've seen from yeah. all the three. Even though the nineteen seven, ninety seven is my favorite. Yeah. But in this one. The sort of overbearing atmosphere of Rebecca is best done in this one. We see her journals and her lettering and her clothes. Always and there is a scene where she's crying, like after having
0: seen Rebecca's initials everywhere, on her letters, on her napkin, on her pillow, on her and then she's crying on the bed and she gets her head up and there is the R (laughs) in her face on the pillow in her face.
1: That was terrible.
0: It's she's everywhere.
1: She she's absolutely is everywhere. That would make you go
0: crazy, and you cannot, especially when someone is uh, like that, complimented from everywhere. No
1: one is helping you. Yeah, and if you're new in a house, how would you go about sort of starting to get rid of her presence? if Especially if you're shy, Mrs. The Winter. Yeah, if it's someone more decisive. Even if you're not, how would you do it? Could if you? If you're not shy? Yeah. You have to be delicate about these sort of things. She hasn't been dead in a year. Well, first of all, I don't think it's right to marry someone who's been.
0: who's lost someone a year ago. It's too early. Well, let's early. say
1: you're greedy for Mandoline. <laughs> <laughs> you're greedy for Mandalay. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I like get it. that. That, uh, that is a mark of Hitchcock, you know, the suspense. And he added things because he made it as if it was a fast decision. And it is true. In the book it, it was a fast decision, the marriage. Even yeah. on his part she was going.
1: Yeah, and he decided he on the spot. Had on the spot to to decide way.
0: to propose. And I loved it because in the film
1: here Found it bathroom. He
0: proposed sitting on the toilet, right?
1: Yeah, taking dues. That's he what was. I understood.
0: <laughs> I understood
1: it. Absolutely. At the sound of his voice he was kind of Yes, uh, Marry me. <laughs>
0: Uh, what are you saying? Coming to Manderly as your secretary? No. As Mr. <laughs> of Manderly. Uh. You little fool. You little fool. Wipe your nose. I'm gonna wipe my ass. <laughs> you yes, just me. What did I say hey, about bringing the tone down? You, you do this it. every episode. You know,
1: when you pave the way for me. I to, to take to it. am trying to take it intellectual, high yeah. No, you just you started it. You started the noise <laughs> Yeah, so he proposed for the tour. After our Instagram page, there's nothing high-toned about this podcast. I still want to be respectable. Oh, sweetie, you can try. (laughs) (laughs) You can always
0: try. Yeah, Yeah, I was talking about the rush thing. He, uh, here, in this uh, film, Hitchcock crushed it even more, because, you know, uh, in the 1997, it was kind of, she had the whole morning to tell Mrs. Van Hopper that she was... Oh, uh,
1: yeah, in this... Yeah, she had to yeah, pack, yeah, yeah. but
0: that's all, it was just the packing. Mm. But here, she was at the car. She was, it's true, I loved it. And she left Mrs. Van Hopper at, in the car, she was waiting in the car, yeah. and she had and she had to, you know, wait for him to finish dumping, like, it was too much, <laughs> what kind of putting too much pressure on me right now (laughs) yeah I like that there was uh, and little things like trying to call him just tell him that I'm going to New York and he doesn't answer and when she goes out of the room the phone it's really these little things uh, another detail that is kind of visual, and um, uh, Mrs. Davers and her positioning towards um, oh. the second Mrs. De Winter. And actually, it is natural. He didn't d- do an unnatural thing because, as you see it, it's kind of uh, a mark of power when a servant is standing up and you're sitting down and talking to them. Yeah. It, this means you're the dominant one. Yeah. But here, should. she would always talk to her standing up. As a servant, it's normal. But she would dominate her with her height. Like, she would look down. Of course oh, you would. looming on her. Looming on her. And she yeah. would always... Uh, my my feeling was always, stand up, please stand
1: up. Like, I was waiting for Mrs. De Winter to stand to try to dominate, just to hold oh. her own a bit. I think it wouldn't have made anything better. Because even when she stood, she sort of stood. No, no, she was lurker. Yeah.
0: Like, there was nothing to do with her. It's really hard.
1: <laughs> she, she's
0: too far gone. When is it. When, Not <laughs> When the intruder says... I found the hostess
1: behind the the door.
0: door. (laughs) Oh no, he said, I found the mistress of the house behind the door.
1: (laughs) I think it was even worse. What? Uh, he, he, oh, all of, her, all of our hiding was for nothing, Danny. Uh, mm-hmm. The host, the mistress of the house, was hiding behind the door. Oh, oh the pain. The, the pain. pain, the pain. So we're done with the pain of Rebecca. This is our Both last that one. Do- I cannot see the dress scene a fourth time. This is it for me. <gasps> the
0: dress scene. Yeah. Although here it was done kind of in, uh, in a more, I
1: think, in a real uh, English way. He didn't shout. And she didn't ask for drums. <laughs> she didn't ask for drums. Although in the book yeah. she did. She did. did. Maybe it was too painful for Hitchcock. Would you say
0: something? (laughs) Yeah, so Hitchcock didn't uh, change much uh just there is the big change well there's this little detail that i loved of the um the film from the honeymoon i thought it was nice and when he stood between the film and her like between and he had his face in the and his face was really menacing oh
1: yeah it was scary and
0: it was kind of as if he stood between their happy memories and and she was saying why do you have this face oh yeah i mean (laughs) you know i think you would appreciate more the hitchcock film if
1: you didn't read the book
0: really because you would expect him to have done something i think if he didn't know you would think he has violence yeah a yeah, uh,
1: violent uh, yeah, yeah. oh damn now tendencies. I want to go back
0: and. <laughs> but since we knew we already yeah, knew it's true and you would interpret the things like uh, when his sister says oh he does fly off the handle and uh Maybe.
1: and the way he's moody yeah he's yeah, moody yeah. from the start yes clearly so yeah so you
0: would think something's gonna happen to Mighty Mrs. Do- although I am expecting the sequel people seriously why did they bother with the 2021 after two perfect ones I have no they the idea they could have done the-,
1: the sequel where Mrs. Uh, the second Mrs. De Winter was chopped up in 20 pieces. I think this is going to be your your life's career from now on. <laughs> I'm going to make it. This is it. You just want to do, write a sequel and make it. No, see Mrs. De Winter being chopped up in Europe. That always kills me. So many great books that haven't been adapted. Mm. That you, you, everybody's dying to see. And like you, what? What would you like to see? Oh, Bam, You been put me on i on the spot. I'm not sure now.
0: Uh, there is an uh. uh, book of um Aida. Oh Ada. I don't think uh, I don't think oh, that one damn. has been adapted. But I don't
1: think it's possible. Lolita it's has been. We should do Lolita. It's on the list,
0: right? Yeah yeah yeah, of course it is painful uh, as
1: it is going to be what are uh, are
0: we done with this uh, yeah there's an i was talking about the t- the changes that uh that uh, hitchcock brought because apparently he wasn't free to as i said he wasn't free to change the script mm. he had to do it according to the book but here we saw that at the end when mandaly burns uh, Mousy misses the winter is in the house yeah it was a slight change, but I didn't really understand why. I think it adds tension for Maxim. Oh yeah, just when coming back to the house, because when she's with him, they're just losing the house. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah servants, I mean, but who cares? A, yeah, I mean these people, as you call them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, I'm I not call. gonna forget. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> what is it called? Uh, but here, his wife in the house. So, uh, and especially maybe Mrs. Danvers, also thinking that not only would she burn mandolin, oh, but she yeah. would burn that.
1: It did look like as if she was going to start with her for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, going with a candle towards her. Yeah, maybe
0: she thought that so uh, she wouldn't expe-
1: uh, escape. Although Mrs.
0: Danvers, I don't think she's a great thinker.
1: I think she just
0: no, acts. No.
1: Crazy eyes, all the way. There is no thinking with this one. Yeah, they, um, I mean, it was amazing. Uh,
0: another one that we didn't talk about, and that was amazing favelle, the slimy favelle.
1: Slimy all over, it's one of the characters that's very on point really oh, all the yeah. time.
0: A lot, a lot of them. And one that is not on point with the book that is different is Giles.
1: Oh, Giles was I did not expect to like Giles as much as I liked him. I always like Giles no, because he's gonna mount you. Because he mount you. <laughs> You know,
0: he's so generous and giving.
1: Yes, mounting everybody who comes to the house. Just go for tea. Exactly. You go for breakfast,
0: you go for tea, for dinner, for ball, him out. you. Just <gasps> mounts you. That's his duty, and he is very firm on it. Firm. Exactly. Okay. But he looked kind of uh, like a bear here.
1: Yeah, kind of a kind one. Mm. Uh, on and humorous. Yes, very. I didn't expect that from uh,
0: Giles. You talking about humor, just to go back to the first remark,
1: about it being a humorless book. I don't get it. Every I don't get it. It's... Thought of Mrs. De Winter exactly. was funny as hell. She was funny. Yeah, the daydreams and the, it. Oh,
0: it was great. Uh, and when she was at the beginning, when she was hating on Mrs. Van Hopper, but just in her yeah. head.
1: I loved <laughs> I don't it. No.
0: But of course, you cannot translate that to film. I mean, it's difficult. Un- it's very hard. unless you put on a narration, which is weird.
1: Oh, do you remember War and Peace, the uh, the Bondarchuk one? Yeah. Do you remember the scene with uh, with Pierre? With the bear. No, not to the bear. <laughs> the, the, in the end of the book, sort of, in the end of the movie. Yeah. When he is taken by the French soldiers as a prisoner. Yeah. And he has this inner monologue and sort of. Oh, that's what I call artful. That's yeah. what I call the was... prowess.
0: Like, it doesn't. Yeah. It happens so rarely. It's so difficult. Then it's not just any. No, no, it's a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, it's, it's still in my mind. Yeah, so uh, this is lovely, a lovely movie, and really a masterpiece. Just talking about Hitchcock, you cannot—if you wanna know his work and his style—you cannot just skip this movie. It's one of the major ones, and although pens. and sixpence. <laughs> although I did feel that he kind of disown disowns it. <laughs> uh, just... Because he says, uh, Truffaut tells him, look, but you did get um, the Oscar for this film. And he did. Yeah. Uh, not he did. He, it got... Nominated. Best Picture. No, no, oh. it, it did get the Oscar, but for Best yeah. Picture. And he just, no, I didn't. Selznick got it. <laughs> he was really not having it. Lord. Not that he hated it. He did say that it was a good movie, but it kind of, uh, kind of disowned
1: it. Maybe it's the fact that it comes from a book. I think the feminine thing, because he does have problems. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does have many problems, yeah. as great as he is. Who's your favourite? Which one is your favourite? That's what end? I was
0: going to say. If you wanna, This is a film that you should not skip in the filmography of Hitchcock. You should see it. You should uh, watch this film as a Hitchcock film, even though he says it's not. (laughs) I say it is. Go watch it. Listen to me. (laughs) I know more. His death, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but, if you want a good adaptation, and here we're just talking about adaptation, meaning we enjoyed the book, we want to see what the book looks like as faithfully as possible. It's the 1997. Absolutely. It's not stylized. It's not uh, done yeah. with a great budget,
1: yeah, but it's done with a
0: great cast.
1: And that really goes Brings above it. and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And good acting, simply good acting. Because the 2021 was a goddamn mess, despite the great uh, cast in some cases. So no, because... That really messed it up. So that, if you want to learn about
0: Hitchcock, of course, watch Rebecca 1940. If you want a good adaptation, watch the 1997. If you want to go crazy... Uh, spit in someone's eye, <laughs> uh, just ramble by yourself oh, yeah.
1: in the house. Rant, rant. Yeah, go
0: watch the Twenty Twenty One.
1: Exactly, you will be enraged.
0: Yeah. So this this is
1: uh, we
0: gave you all our thoughts, maybe more than you've asked for. Oh hell yeah! Uh, about Rebecca. Uh, so next week we're doing the Portrait of a Lady. So uh, get ready. Oh, can I say it for one last time? Okay. Because this is the last episode. Oh okay. So come over next week and. Surprisingly, Jazz will still be here,
1: (laughs) and he will mount you. Exactly. This is why you'll come back.